Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. We are back for another podcast. It is November, it's the 6th, and everyone's totally forgotten about Thanksgiving, because everyone's gearing up for Christmas, which means Thanksgiving is left out of the festivities. You rude, rude people. (laughs) Anyway, let's get straight into it. Holding Commodore SS to be retired with new generation. Basically, you're not going to get a fast Commodore anymore. You spy commercial vehicles need testing as well. However, because I don't really follow that industry, I have no idea what's changing. In fact, I'll have to look at that later. Chevy spied altitude testing 2018 Equinox and Volt. Wait, but the Equinox was on... It was already revealed. In fact, I think I covered it on this podcast. Not this episode, but... Huh. That's interesting. Mercedes announces for... Sorry, announces U.S. recalls for E-Class, Geely, and S-Class. And, assuming from the picture, they also mean the S-Class Coupe. Which, ooh, might be a bit of a shame. BMW could launch one series sedan in Brazil. Local production might be a possibility as well. Mini Countryman Coupe reportedly under consideration. But wouldn't a Mini Countryman Coupe be a paceman? Because that's that that's what the paceman was. So why? Just why? Lamborghini Aventador makes light contact with a bus in China. Once again, this proves that rich billionaires slash millionaires who buy these cars have no idea how to drive them properly. <sighs> Mini Connected gets upgraded and features new personal mobility assistant. Volkswagen says its defeat devices do not violate European law. BMW celebrates three years since the launch of its iBrand, which is their electric model range. Facelifted Mercedes-Benz C-Class is already out there testing. Takata still hoping to avoid bankruptcy over faulty airbag saga. Toyota expands Camry RZ Special Edition's availability in Australia and adds a sat-nav to it. Want to buy Carol Shelby's personal Hertz rent-a-car Mustang GT350H? Yes, that was a mouthful, and you're probably going to have to go to an auction for it. Next Mercedes, or sorry, next Mer... Mazda RX model will only get a rotary engine. I wonder how that project's going. I don't know if I covered this, but on a... This might have been on my pre-official podcast days, but... Back early this year, they were saying that the only way... The rotary engine would be put back in its cars... Is if they could fix its slightly inefficient design. Or something similar, and that they would have engineers... The engineers would take their own time out of their work hours. Sorry, they'd use their own time to figure it out. So I wonder how that's going, to be honest. There's been no news on how well or how badly that project's been going. New Lamborghini reportedly coming this month. Is it the Hurricane Performante? 2017 Jaguar XF reviewed. Pretty close, but still no cigar. BMW to wait for Brexit outcome before deciding what to do with Mini Factory. Ring Brothers gives RV lovers a 900 horsepower Winnebago. Yep, you heard that correctly. 2017 Ford F-150 Raptor ordering starts for deliveries about a month away. At least it's not years away. <laughs> now that would make people mad. 2017 Honda Pilot available with new Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. And is priced from $30,595. And you could probably get a Durango or maybe even a Grand Cherokee for less. You might even be able to get a Subaru Outback for less, to be honest. DMC shows off LP610 Huracan with... Cario design pattern? It's something. Whatever it is, it's something. Facelifted 2018 BMW 2 Series Coupe spotted hanging around on a truck. What is with the facelifts already? World Series MVP gets 50th anniversary Chevrolet Camaro. 
And then what I do is turn around and sell it and buy a car I actually want. Another wonderful Mercedes 190E 2.516 Evo 2 heading to auction. U.S. firm wants to end police chases with lasso-style grappler for wheels. And no, I didn't make that up. That's actually a thing they're trying to do. And it might be a good idea, but I'd have to wonder if, let's say, the, let's say the vehicle's moving at 100 miles per hour, okay? And then they lasso the wheel. I doubt the wheel is going to stop immediately. So I'd wonder, would it pull the pursuing vehicle or would it rip the front bumper? Well, you know, what's that going to do to the pursuing car? William signs Valetary Botas as rookie Lance Stroll for 2017 for F1. This Mini Cooper lapped the Nürburgring on two wheels. They didn't chop it in half, he drove on two wheels. If you're gasping in, in amazement, you're not the only one. Mazda and Toyota partnership could yield EVs and connected cars. That, that's it. Nothing special. Chip Foose's bold Metamax Cadillac brings 1935 style to SEMA. Renault and Nissan looking to introduce sub $8,000 EV in China and will only have a 20 mile range because you can't get battery packs that are cheap enough to make a car 8,000 bucks. Or you have to make the car out of, I don't know, construction paper or something. Any, anything you can find in, pl in playtime, use it to make a car that's 8,000 bucks. Knock off Chinese parts, parts seized by US Marshals at SEMA because we all know how the Chinese like to copy people. Ford previews six new driver assist, assist technologies and also preview how once people get smart, they'll just become super lazy and then endanger people even more even with all the safety tech. Satin blue Copo Camaro brings power and style to SEMA in a slightly matte blue paint job. Or maybe, oh, oh, I get it. Giovanni Wheels brings white and black Ferrari, Rolls Royce, and Mercedes to SEMA. Toyota drops pricing details for facelifted 2017 Highlander, even though it's about 8 years old now. Fiat says happy 50th birthday to the 124 Spider with massive gallery and video. Though of course you can't see either, because it's a podcast! Anyway, talking about that Mercedes 190E, the car will be auctioned at the Classic Motor Show sale at Birmingham, UK on November 12th. So basically, you have six days to get there. And if you live in Newcastle, uh, I pray for you to have happy travels. And now, we'll talk about Carroll Shelby. The GT350H car that's going to get auctioned will be at Meekham's Dallas Auction for an undisclosed price. Apparently, though, this article doesn't say when. Knowing Meekham, it might be over already. Audi's new 2018 A5 Cabriolet is spectacular, or sorry, is predictably familiar. No kidding, it looks exactly like the other one, or sorry, the old one. But you know what, it does look good. The subtle changes Audi has done to it is really, I really do like the A5. It looks really good. A bit longer. It's sort of like a German Challenger to me. 2018 Rolls-Royce Phantom Prototype drops some camo, uh, yeah, camo, and tries on production headlights and still looks about as big as a, as a yacht. That absolutely no one can afford this side of Tony Stark. McLaren 570S gets totaled after high-speed crash in Shanghai because another rich guy bought a car he can't handle. <sighs> Mercedes-Benz X-Class looks to rule the worksite. The only thing it'll rule is a patio. Because everyone knows, no one's going to use it because it's a Mercedes. And I can give you a clear example. A Ferrari 458 Speciale. Okay? It's a track car meant for the track and whatever. No one uses it for the track. You know why? Because the people who buy that have absolutely no knowledge of it whatsoever. However, there are a few people who buy cars like this who actually know what they're talking about. Sadly, though, the majority don't, and I fear the Mercedes X-Class will be more of the same. So, yeah, the only thing the Mercedes X-Class will rule is the school run. 
I've become so savage on this podcast. What is up with me? Bobo to develop trackworthy electrified models. Okay, uh, trackworthy and electrified don't really go in the same sentence. You know why? Electric cars, they don't they don't last that long on a charge. I mean, most electric cars last well, like a few like seven hours or so on a charge. And you're probably saying, but Cody, you know, well, a track that you're never gonna be there for seven hours. Yeah, but that's seven hours during normal driving. I bet you it'll only be like two hours on flat-out track driving. Even if they do have a regenerative system for the brakes, that's not going to ease it. Then you're going to have to chart the, you're going to have to recharge the car, which will take another three hours to do. So, the whole idea of, again, electric cars. I mean, apart from where they get the electricity to make the electric cars actually work. Electric cars aren't so bad, but they're just so majorly flawed. I mean, electric cars really only work in urban city areas because there's a lot of electricity, a lot of ports, and normally you're only going from point to point. You're not going on a long-distance highway trip, and that's where electric cars really fail because you can only go. Most electric cars, you can't do 200 miles on a tank or on a charge except with most electric cars. Or sorry, with, except with a lot of... With a fair few of new electric cars being able to get, you know, maybe 250, but that's still not even 300 miles. Whereas most gasoline cars can get over 500 miles on a tank. And that's the thing. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Apart from where the electricity is made, electric cars is a noble idea, but there is no good execution for it. Because there are, the, the best place to have an electric car is in the city. Because you're going you're gonna to be at stop and start lights, and you're only going to go, like, maybe 10 miles or... Even at best, five miles to get to the place you're going. What electric cars are best for is city use, and that's why if you're going to get an electric car, it might as well be a small one, because you're going to be in the city. And B, it better equally be, it might as well also be practical and small at the same time, because it's a car, it has to be practical. Well, it's a normal car anyway, but trackworthy and electrified cars don't go together. Just, no. Race winning Celine S7R GTR will only cost you $725,000, or to put into context, probably more than a regular S7. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, and I will see you after a word from our sponsors. We've all seen them. Those self-centered drivers who think their cars are more important than everyone else's. They take up two or more parking spaces. Now you can let them know how you really feel with sarcastic parking cars. Go to www.how. I really feel cards.com. You'll receive 12 different cards expressing what you think about their parking. These cards come in their own carrying case. Once again, go to www.howireallyfeelcards.com and get your cards today. We are back and we're going to get into the recalls, but before that, Alpina launches into China with B4 by Turbo Coupe. And now, recalls and start off with Mercedes. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, has issued three recall notices for Mercedes-Benz passenger vehicles. None of them are particularly large in scope, but their variety and coincidence caught our attention. The largest of the three is for the E-Class, specifically brand spanking new 2017 E300 sedans in both rear and 4MATIC all-wheel drive, manufactured between December 10, 2015 and June 30, 2016. The issue revolves around the fuel system whose wiring, wiring harnesses may be damaged by contact with the rear set frame. Daimler estimates 
6,858 vehicles to be affected in the United States, and they'll need to have the affected wiring harnesses modified. Smaller still are the recalls of 2,215 examples of the GLE crossover and 996 of the S-Class Coupe and Convertible, which are being recalled due to improperly adjusted low-beam headlights. The issue affects 2016 and 2017 models of the GLE 300D 4MATIC, GLE 350, GLE 350-4MATIC, and GLE 400-4MATIC, as well as the S550 4MATIC Coupe and S63 AMG 4MATIC Coupe and Convertible and S65 AMG Coupe. Starting at $236,250 and, oh wait, oh, sorry, and with 621 horsepower on tap, the latter is one of the most expensive and powerful vehicles we've seen recalled since the Bugatti, since the Bugatti Wira this past September, which I covered. The model, incidentally, is also motivated by a 6-liter twin-turbo V12 built by Mercedes-AMG. Regardless of the specific model, its list price and output figures, those affected units will have, will need to have their headlights inspected and readjusted. And now another Dodge Viper recall, except it's just two Vipers. This problem is also related to the airbags, but unlike the previous issue with the driver's side front airbag, this one comes down to an issue with the passenger airbag chute that may, sorry, that may cause the passenger airbag door to detach during that airbag deployment. The affected vehicles were manufactured at the Connor Avenue assembly plant on January 6th through the 8th of 2016. Their owners are being notified to bring the vehicles into their local dealerships to have the passenger side upper panel assembly replaced, which ought to fix the issue. Ariel announces HR Limited Edition Superbike, and yes, it's Honda powered, which means you'll be hitting VTEC at about 5,000 RPMs. Buick Velite concept previews, sorry, previews China's Chevrolet Volt. Local Motors made headlines for 3D printing an entire car body. Now, with the help of Grant Imahara of Mythbusters fame, the company's car packs both autonomy and a deployable drone. Why? That's a very good question. The aforementioned teamed up with Mauser, Mauser, Moser, Mauser, probably Mauser Electronics, an electronic supplier, to add autonomous capabilities to the locomotive's Stratty 3D printed car. While the car is driving itself, the drone can take off and relay a camera feed to the car's screens. You can look at traffic jams or just explore your surroundings. Whatever helps. The driver has to control the drone, which is why it's best used during autonomous driving. Mauser and the 11 billion other people involved in this project see this kind of technology moving beyond traditional cars. It can provide an extra set of eyes to farmers and utility companies, for example. The drone could also tell autonomous cars when it's driving over the center line, which it does constantly in the video. Hopefully they're filming on a closed road, but of course it's another video, which you can't see on a podcast. I- I- I'm sorry for making you all weep. I'm sorry. 90,000 Fireball Camaro with 990 horsepower, ready to challenge 707 horsepower challenges, and yes, you can buy it from dealerships, except that you can't get those from the factory. It's a dealership option. And honestly, with the... Sorry, I just have to remember how much a 707 horsepower Challenger and or Charger was. Basically, with that 30 grand you saved buying that, you could probably make it just as powerful if not even more powerful, powerful than this 90,000 Fireball Camaro. So, I, I don't know what to tell you. Toyota 2 debut North America's 2018 CHR at... Wait, what? Toyota? CHR? Sorry, I I just got thrown off because something with, you know, CHR or something in that format, something that Honda normally does. Huh, I'm curious now. Wow, I'm very curious. So apparently it's going to be debuting at the LA Auto Show. Aston Martin's new speedboat put has been put through its paces in Monaco. Not that you'd be able to afford it anyway. 
Mercedes-Benz reportedly debuting new E-Class Coupe in Detroit, which will probably be at the at the very, very end of the year. Yeah, it's that really weird crossover thing that looks more like a Lexus. I'm disappointed. I'm very, very disappointed. Revamped Volkswagen Cross Up is up for grabs in Europe from 14,250 euros. Don't know how much that is in dollars, or even pounds for that matter. Lamborghini Veneno and Coexeg 1-to-1 seized from Ecuador... Seat from what I assume to be Ecuador's vice president. But we'll read the article and see why they were seized, because that's more important. Honda Jet sets two speed records and millionaires rejoice. Yeah, why don't you spend money on helping communities with something? <laughs> Audi Q4 and Next Gen A3 pushed back due to Dieselgate. You see, you see how much you messed up, Volkswagen? It's all Volkswagen's fault. Jaguar Land Rover enjoys surging U.S. sales after as rivals suffer. Dozens of customized Fords take SEMA by store. As does the Shakedown Challenger as well, which is awesome. And the Shaker uh, Durango, which is equally awesome. 300,000 Hondas with faulty airbags remain unrepaired. Ross Braun. Braun? 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 It must be Braun. Denies reports he'll take over F1. Kia hits Las Vegas with, a, with an array of custom concepts. My bad. Ken Block and Ryan Turex and Sane Drift Cars pose at SEMA. Honda Civic Type R prototype celebrates U.S. debut at SEMA. Which I already can't... Well, in fact, it was already known that they were going to bring it to SEMA, but there actually hasn't been that much coverage on the fact that it was re uh, revealed at SEMA. Anyway, let's get on to some pretty interesting news. The Coexec 1-1 to Lamborghini Veneno Roadster and Bugatti Veyron owned by Vice President of Equatorial... I'm sorry. Have been seized in Geneva, Switzerland. While exact details about the police operation haven't been revealed, it is it has been alleged in the past that Teodoro last insert last name here has used state funds to maintain his extravagant lifestyle, reports GT Spirit. Both Mangues, one the one and Veneto Rosa are registered in equatorial insert place here and were first seen on the streets of Geneva last year. This one-to-one is finished in blue carbon fiber and is one of just seven produced. Manji's Veneno Roadster, meanwhile, is painted in two shades of cream dubbed Bianco, Isis, and Avorio, and, and only one of nine built by the Italian automaker. As for the Veyron, it's just bright blue. It is thought that the authorities began investigating, or sorry, investing Mangu last year when his cars arrived in Geneva. Mangu's family is no stranger to issues with authorities. As a matter of fact, 11 supercars owned by his father, equatorial insert thing here, President Teodoro, insert last name here, were seized in Paris in 2011 and later sold at auction for a total of 4.1 million. Among them was a Porsche Carrera GT, Maserati, Maserati MC12, two Bugatti Barons, and an Enzo. If I haven't already said it, we're going to go to Honda now. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, about 300,000 vehicles from Honda in the U.S. haven't had their faulty Takata airbags fixed. Although the NHTSA issued an urgent warning for owners of affected vehicles to have them fixed in June, just 13,000 have done so since, reports the, the, the Detroit News. Speaking at the Original Equipment Suppliers Association 2016, or the OESA, conference in Detroit, the NHTSA Administrator Mark Rosekind said, Every time we lose a life, it means we're not doing enough. We have to get people to know what they get, the recall notice, get it fixed, 
It's no cost. Get it fixed. More needs to be done. <laughs> I know, so dramatic. Just last month, it was revealed that a woman driving a 2001 Honda Civic died, died on September 30th due to the faulty airbag. It could have been repaired prior to the crash, but wasn't. To help ensure that all affected models were repaired, the NHTSA says it has hired private investigators to track down owners and could send them mechanics directly to the owners to have their vehicles fixed on the spot. We've had a significant number of meetings with Honda. It's just not happening fast enough for anybody, Rosekind concluded. BMW Coupe scooped! Get it? Yeah, terrible rhymes aside. Is is it the new 6 Series or the 8 Series that's being spied? It looks a lot like a refreshed 6 Series to me. But it looks a, a, a tad bit bigger, and so I, it really makes me wonder, is it going to be an 8 Series? I think I'm going to say it's a 6 Series. Nissan Note gets new electric powertrain bound to be offered in other models as well. The powertrain. Mercedes-AMG to declare war on Porsche Panamera with upcoming saloon. Or sedan. I'm quite curious because the, this render here shows a Mercedes-AMG GTS with four doors. And I'm quite curious as if that's actually the approach they're going to take. Or if they're just going to pump up the S-Class quite a bit. That's probably not, but either way, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I will see you after a word from our sponsors. We've all seen them. Those self-centered drivers who think their cars are more important than everyone else's. They take up two or more parking spaces. Now you can let them know how you really feel with sarcastic parking cars. Go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com. You'll receive 12 different cards expressing what you think about their parking. These cards come in their own carrying case. Once again, go to www.howireallyfeelcards.com and get your cards today. We are back once again. 2017 Audi R8 V10 Plus Edition brings laser headlight tech to the U.S. market. Icons, derelict automobile, perfectly combines old and new. First U.S.-built Subaru Impreza rolls off the line in Indiana. Texas woman sues Honda and Takata over airbag-related injuries. Man steals cop car and livestreams high pursuit on Facebook. Ferrari's new GTC for Luso spotted rolling through Monaco. Sun Kang's Ford Maverick Project Underdog wins at SEMA, and I must say, it definitely deserves to. Speed course full carbon muscle car stun at SEMA. Chevrolet... Chevrolet's Colorado ZH2 can power a small field hospital for hours because of how powerful its hydrogen engine is. Indian man pays nine million for a Dubai li- what for a for, for, for a Dubai license plate? Seriously, that's a load of mess. Tesla Model 3 to benefit from from Musk's new glass technology group. Ford keeps testing F-150 to keep it at the top of its game. Skoda shows off face with the 2017 Octavia in new images and video, but again. For like the fourth time this podcast, it's a juicy podcast. You're not going to see the images. And, and uh, Although, to be fair, I think I covered this last week, or about a week ago. Oh, wait, yeah, last week. Might have been two weeks. Who knows? 2017 Nissan NV200 goes on sale in the U.S. and starts from 21230 bucks, Which is actually not bad. Mopar's new Hemi Crate engine kit opens up a world of possibilities. It's official! Volkswagen retiring from WRC at the end of 2017, which is a shame because I kind of would have liked to see what the Volkswagen Polo would have looked like in its 2017 spec. Daihatsu, but I bet you, hey mom, Daihatsu, do you remember them? Do you know of them? Because they're about as bad as Daewoo, well, they used to be about as bad as Daewoo. 
Daihatsu Copen Adventure Pack now available in Japan. The front end isn't so bad, but it, it seems kind of useless to me. 2017 Mitsubishi ASX price from £15,999 in the UK, or basically like 19 grand, 19, 18, 19 grand. Oh, and if you're wondering what the ASX is, it's an Outlander Sport in Britain, but they don't call it an Outlander Sport because reasons. So, for all you Mopar fans out there, including myself, I'm going to talk to you about that crate engine, because frankly, that's something you're all going to want to hear. Oh, wait, 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 I, ju I just saw that that $9 million thing for a license plate is supposedly going to a charity. You know what? I kind of doubt that. In fact, no, I really doubt that. So, Mopar launched several Hemi crate engines on November 1st, 2016, to make it easier to plug factory-backed engines into iconic Mopars. The 345 and the 392 crate engines, or the 5.7 liter and the 6.4 liter Hemi, can be paired with cars and trucks until model year 1975, and it's for legal reasons why they can't go over, and are available for ordering today through the dealers or the Mopar website. Petro Gorlier, I guess, Mopar's chief, wrote, The engine's kits include the hardware to plant a 5.7 liter or 6.4 liter Hemi engine under the hood with the factory-backed confidence that comes when using Mopar parts. They also offer optional front-end accessory kits like power steering or even exhaust manifolds to make installation e easier. That allows owners to inject modern Mopar power, sorry, modern Hemi power and efficiency into muscle car era cars and trucks such as the Dodge Charger and Challenger, Plymouth Coon and Roadrunner, Duster and Dart, and D-Series trucks. The engines also include a power distribution sensor, a power tr a powertrain control module (PCM). Engine and chassis, chassis wiring harnesses, accelerator pedal, oxygen sensors, ground jumper, charge, charge air temperature sensor, and installation information. The unlocked factory PCM has a custom calibration. The Mopar three, the Mopar 345 crate Hemi engine kit pumps power to 385 horsepower and torque to 425 pound-feet of torque for the 5.7 liter engine well above the production stock, while the 392 crate Hemi engine keeps the 6.4 at 485 horses and 472 pound-feet of torque. The engines are designed for manual transmissions, automatic transmissions such as the Torque Flight 727 and 904, while not optimal, can also be adapted. Mopar has put together accessory hardware kits including power steering, air conditioning, and a rear sump oil pan. Both the 345 and 392 engines list at 1,795, not including the engines. They can be used with a with a 2014 or newer Hemi engines, or purchased with new V8s. The Mopar Crate Hemi Hemi engine kits feature a Mopar two-year unlimited mileage warranty. Two Mopar customized, ve customized vehicles created for SEMA show feature new Mopar Crate Hemi engine kits under the hood: the Dodge Shakedown Challenger and Jeep CJ66. So yeah, that's pretty much all the news. On the on the engines and the kit, which I think is pretty awesome. Though I have to admit, seventeen hundred for what was basically the hardware to put your engine in the car, I think is a bit steep. As you don't get the engines themselves. Volkswagen could top Toyota in becoming the world's largest automaker this year. I thought they already were. I thought they were. I thought they had that goal back in twenty ten and got to their goal in twenty twelve. Either way, looks like they're gonna have to reclaim their crown. Ford and FCA dominate SEMA awards once again. Actually, just a touch more based on the Volkswagen thing. That might be because of Dieselgate. But, 
at this rate, I don't know. Restomod FJ43, Toyota Land Cruiser, crawls out of the 80s and into SEMA. Vauxhall opens dedicated police car factory in the UK and is the largest, or sorry, the largest in Europe. What? But, but Brexit, Brexit. In fact, we're going to read the article so we can figure out how to clarify that. This Zogato-bodied Aston Martin could be yours for 400k. Face of the BMW M2 spied in Germany and is it powered by an M4 engine? GM's British arm Vauxhall has opened the largest dedicated police car factory in Europe. Located in Luton, Bedfordshire, the facility that was created after moving production from Millbrook has an annual capacity of 2,500 units and is responsible for every process from in-house testing to converting and remarketing decommissioned vehicles. Through our flexible production facility, Vauxhall is able to offer a one-stop shop purchasing experience to UK emergency vehicles. We can deliver a wide choice of car and van models, specifically designated or sorry, designed and rigorously tested to meet the stringent demands of our emergency services, said Vauxhall Special Vehicles Manager Dick Allen, Allen, yeah. By opening the new factory, the car company has brought 50 new jobs to Luton, where vehicles such as the Corsa, Astra, Insignia, Maca, Combo, Volano, and Vivaro are being upgraded with the necessary equipment for police forces, as well as fire and ambulance services nationwide. 90% of the parts required to convert a standard car are sourced locally from UK suppliers, which include firms such as Border Engineering, which makes brackets and AV engineering. So they open a dedicated police car factory in the UK, then proceed to call it the largest in Europe. But but the UK isn't a part of Europe anymore because Brexit. So that and I just looked at the comments. No one's caught on to that. That or I've missed something entirely. Either way, that that seems like a typo. Gareth Bale and Sergio Aguero, I guess, join Nissan as global ambassadors for some for something for some reason. Who knows what that is though. Has a hardcore Ferrari 488 Special Aperta already been spied? Maybe. I'm not telling. <laughs> Care for an ex Cristiano Ronaldo Bentley Continental, sorry, Continental GT Speed? <laughs> wow. Con Contin wow. I can't even say, I can't even re-say how I said Continental wrong. That's how bad it was. Jeez. Timeless Customs create supercharged twin turbo 1000 horsepower 1965 Mustang. All you Ford Flex owners, you might want to start weeping now because it will be killed in 2020. Volvo presents new S90 Excellence, moves S90 production from Sweden to China. Hopefully China won't copy even the S90 because then I'd really have to cry. Because the S90 is a beautiful Hyundai Ionic Turbo Render defeats its purpose. Either way, it looks pretty cool, though still fairly useful. Ford suspends Focus and C-Max hybrid production in Michigan over simply poor demand. This 2,000 horsepower Land Cruiser joined five more extreme Toyotas at SEMA. Oh no, we're over the time, oh gosh, oh, oh no. Um, uh, screaming noises and, and stuff. Mini picked SEMA for US debut of the John Cooper Works Clubman. And you know what? That actually looks really good, I'd buy one. And I don't say that about a lot of cars, so that's, that's high praise. That looks pretty cool. Lotus Avoras Sport 410 coming to the US next summer. Cord next in line for continuation revival. Audi Q2 hits the UK with prices ranging from £20,230 to £35,730. So basically, at least $24,000 okay, to almost $40,000. 
That's ridiculous for a crossover slash CUV. Hyundai Ionic Ionic whatever. Hybrid uses nitrous oxide to set land speed record. No! So, Flying Miata's LS3 swapped ND is just as exciting as it sounds. Ford reveals new Mustang GT4 Racer plus only data logging app. Hyundai debuts limited production Tuscan Knight in Vegas edition. Basically, the car has gambled away all its gambled away all its money and probably doesn't have any wheels left for you to drive the car with. Because it gambled away its wheels as well. And its airbag. And its windows. And its headlights. Oh yeah. Don't forget to mention the steering wheel, which it also gambled away. For a better engine, of course. <laughs> oh gosh. Wow. Mercedes AMG adds sporty GLE 432 range, complete with a bi-turbo 362 horsepower V6. Wow, that sounds so beefy. Buick badge, China bound, Chevrolet Volt Spy testing in Chicago. World's first custom LX or Lexus LC 500 debuts in SEMA alongside tuned GSF and RCF. Someone bought a one million dollar Aston Martin DB5 using Apple. Sorry, using Apple Pay. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is Apple trying to get to every single industry they see fit? I'm not worried about someone paying one million for NASA Martin DB5. Because frankly, the car is actually worth that much. But Apple Pay? Seriously? Whatever. What, what was wrong with using PayPal? What was ever wrong with PayPal? Gosh. Marmon Wasp, historic racer coming to 2016 SEMA show. Chevy tests new performance parts at Spring Mountain. 2017 Honda Elantra Sport turbochargers into you into the U.S. from $22,485. And you know what? It looks good. Boston unveils MX-5 RF Kuro and lighter Speedster Evolution con sorry Evolution concepts at SEMA. It's one of the most revolutionary and certainly one of the most beautiful cars of all of all time. Those are the words of eminent collector and famed talk show host Jay Leno. He was talking about Cord which is now making a comeback of sorts. One of the great American car makers of the Art Deco era, Cord was a sister brand of Auburn and Duesenberg in the 1930s, and produced vehicles like the one pictured above, which you cannot see. A 1936 Cord A10 Phaeton sold by R RM South Southabys last month for 154000 in Hearsay, Pennsylvania, vehicles that were technologically advanced and singularly beautiful. Despite efforts to keep it going, the company ceased production in 1932, then again in 1937, and finally fizzled out in 1941. It still enjoys a loyal following among among certain car collectors and enthusiasts, however, prompting one Craig Corbell to launch a revival effort. Details remain sketchy at the moment, but what's clear is that, unlike the resuscitation of marks like Bugatti and Mini, the Reborn Cord won't be producing new cars per se. Instead, it will be offering reproductions of old ones, in similar fashion to what we've seen from companies like Superforms and Shelby American that offer continuation cobras and the like. The effort is made possible by the provisions of the Low Volume Motor Vehicle Manufacturers Act of 2015. The new law allows small-scale automakers to forego regulations and standards that would otherwise cripple such fledging operations, or force them to sell their products as DIY kits with no engines. Its measures have been a boon to startups revival and establishment players alike, from the aforementioned Superformers to the Reborn DeLorean and even Morgan. So basically, we're going to get a reproduction of old cars and that's going to be pretty cool. Facebook to Ford EcoSport coming next year and could get a four-wheel drive option. Honda's UK operations to remain 
unchanged despite Brexit. 2017, Renault Zoe goes on sale in the UK and starts from £13,995, where basically you'd be paying about 17 grand for an EV, which is actually really good. Oh, wow, I am way over my time. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this entire podcast, and I will see you all next time. You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash C slash Viper for Life ACR. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye until next time.